Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by Humphrey Carr, British comedian, and we talk about what happened in San Diego. Let's just say things didn't go as smoothly as we expected. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Oh, you know what this week's Jordan Jesse Go is going to be, Jordan? What is it? A tale of triumph. Over adversity or... Mm, I wouldn't even say. I mean, adversity, it has to rise to a certain level to even be called adversity. And for us, Mm -hmm. for a pair of media giants like us, I don't think what we've faced recently would even meet the standard of adversity. I would say it's it's like a bee sting on a bear. Okay. So we're triumphing over slight annoyance. I was going to say going going crazy and then eating a salmon out of a river. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, triumphing over mad, wild annoyance. I mild annoyance. Boy, I mean, I I actually had a had a had an endeavor that I would consider a giant failure recently. Can we introduce our guest? And yeah, maybe let's I introduce our guest and and we'll talk about this. Our guest, he's a comedian all the way from England, mm-hmm. uh, which is part of the United Kingdom, um, which is part of a larger continent, or just just apart from a larger continent called Europe. Uh, Mr. Humphrey Kerr, how are you, sir? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a delight to have you. Welcome to America. It's delightful to be had. And to our box. Yes, what a splendid box it is, too. Oh, thank you. We keep it, well, we keep it carefully quaffed. Yes. Yeah. So, Jordan, we'll, we'll shave it on your birthday. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> um, so, uh, Humphrey, for you, uh, this is something that longtime fans will know, but I'm a big fan of the uh, of the Bud Light Lime uh, sure. uh, drink. Yeah, yeah, this is a, this is a light beer. Uh, with a hint of lime. With a hint of lime. You love to hint your drinks over here. Right? Yeah, I like, like a little... We tend to go whole hog. <laughs> <Sure>. Beef flavor. <laughs> or, or nothing. Right. Yeah, we don't have Guinness beef here. Yeah, well, you're all the poorer for it, uh, spiritually and culturally. Yeah, we don't, we don't really like savory alcohols. <laughs> yeah, well, this is precisely why your empire is slowly crumbling. Oh, that's so funny, because I've always been in bars and I've always seen beef eater gin, uh-huh. and I've never really, I've never ordered it because I don't really like mm. gin, but it, but it does taste like beef. But if like you beef. love beef, then you will love beef eater gin. I do. Right stuck in. I do. Her Majesty takes a cup every morning. <laughs> <laughs> Strengthens her bones. <laughs> And uh, Jordan, so that's why she's got such strong bones. Right? Yeah, surely you guys know about her famously <laughs> you strong know what? bones. Right? I think it's I think it's the gamma rays. <laughs> <laughs> well, she takes a few rays in the morning. Oh, well. yes. yeah, oh yeah, she yeah, slams yeah. A, she slams a beef eater, gets zapped with some gammas, <laughs> and then just goes out to fight crime. Yeah, yep. Because then opens the school. <laughs> Kapow. <laughs> Um, So a lot of people, knowing that I was a fan of Bud Light Lime, were asking me if I had tried the new product under the Bud Light Lime umbrella, Mm -hmm. the Bud Light Limerita. Oh. Go on. Tell me about this. Well, this – okay. So this this is sold in the beer aisle Uh and it comes in these tiny cans. It's maybe like a half of a Red Bull can. Yes. And I think what I was envisioning – 
when I heard the Bud Light Lime Marita, I'm like, oh, is this something maybe like a Michelada? Uh-huh. Is this some sort of like beer other thing cocktail? Does this involve right. clams? Right, yes. Will this have a hint of clam? Um, this is not. This is a tiny can of barf water. <laughs> ah, popular barf water. Yeah. yeah uh, this, so it's Which like the queen takes every night before every night. Bed. That's, right. That's what settles before down. Before she her... turns into a werewolf to go out on her uh, yeah, murder yeah. sprees. That's how we keep our population so low. Mm-hmm. The queen. The, the queen's queen murder sprees. Out the herd. Barf water down the east end. Smash up a few prostitutes, <laughs> and then back to the palace. Well. For a little culling. <laughs> the herd needs culling. I have a mighty bloodlust tonight. <laughs> That's how she refers to us, her subjects, the, the herd. herd. Um so yeah, so this it's it's this it's this thick kind of syrupy it's god yeah, it's like you were just drinking margarita mix. The mm. the the booze element of it is is undetectable. You right. don't you don't taste tequila or whatever is supposed to be in there. It's just kind of like drinking an awful melted popsicle. Now you mentioned that you bought that that you found this in the beer aisle. Does mm-hmm. that mean that you purchased it at a supermarket? Uh I got it at a Rite Aid. Okay, so halfway in between. That's a drugstore. Yeah. Yeah, it's semi medicinal. It sounds like it sounds quite like that. <laughs> yeah, stuff maybe that... it is a tonic or something. Yeah. Maybe I'm using you it know, wrong. Pregnant women, they in order to test how uh, whether there is a chance they're gonna have diabetes. Diabetes. They're made to drink a very thick, syrupy, sugary drink. Oh. Have they just gone? This could also be uh, marketed to college dudes, and also as well, pregnant women to determine exactly how down they are to party. Uh, yeah. Drink a high proof alcohol at the doctor's <laughs> office. Yeah, it's called the DTF test. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I'm familiar with this. It's a standard procedure. <laughs> sure. Um, so yeah, to 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 everyone who has been asking if I have tried the Bud Light Lime Marita, I have, and I, I, I can't recommend it. Now, I have a question. Hmm. Margaritas don't involve beer, right? They don't. Uh-uh. Okay, I I forgive me. I don't drink, so sure. I have to check in on this. Mm-hmm. So margaritas don't have any beer in them. Um, so what does the what the what is the Bud Light par- portion of this? Uh, I think it's just it's trying to capitalize off the the popularity of the Bud Light Lime, which is delicious. Uh-huh. So, uh, I, so I think it's like saying you know like when a movie producer says fr- a movie poster says from the producer of Alice in Wonderland uh-huh. comes a similarly toned movie. Okay, so you know really, but yeah, Bud Light Lime has nothing to do with this drink. It's just this gross like. Kind of a margarita version of like a um, a Smirnoff Ice or something. Right. Like, do you guys have those in? in oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Al- Alco pops. We're very big on that. Oh, interesting. I've never heard that that term. No, that's what we call them. Alco pops. That's is, cute. Is, uh, it was something that the media came up with because they were like they're, they're pushing alcohol on children. <laughs> um, thank God, about time something was done about those children. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, we 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 have we have them all. We have it's like same as we talked about in the diff coming up briefly. Uh, um, Britain's great penchant for crisps or chips flavors yeah uh, it's the same with with like fruity alcoholic drinks we are crazy all over those oh interesting yeah. what are the popular brands popular brands uh smirnoff uh you know obviously have the, the smirnoff ices smirnoff black ices smirnoff mules oh um, wow uh Spew- a smirnoff mule doesn't sound good uh it's like a it's just a moscow mule you have a moscow mule it's a, it's that grape, a ginger yeah, yeah, grape, yeah. grapefruit and uh grapefruit and vodka Right, uh, I think it's like ginger, it ginger beer, beer, ginger beer, and vodka, and something else. Jordan, yeah. I could fill a swimming pool with what you don't know about booze. I guess so. <laughs> 
Um, what else do we have? Um, Mike's Hard Lemonade, Bulldogs. Oh, yeah, we have the, we have Mike's Hard Lemonade. The thing I always – that baffles me about Mike's Hard Lemonade is how they, they advertise it to men. Oh, yeah. As I, I, I felt significantly less masculine drinking and hating my Bud Light Lime well, Marina. The, the big one is WK, WKD they have in the UK now, which has this terrible um, – which is supposed to be Wicked is, is a sort of – Oh, gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, very, so it's named after clever. the musical Wicked. It's, yeah. Oh. Oh, Basically, I see. They're all, all the drinks. It's like a, it's to remind people of Tumblr. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same name and gravity and all this kind of thing. Define gravity flavor. Yeah, and the other ones from Wicked that I, no one knows. Um, and uh, they, yeah, WKD have these terrible series of adverts on the TV with guys just being real, like just douchebags, basically. And it's kind of like, hey. Right, fellas, but no men drink them at all. They're right. largely drunk by sort of fourteen-year-old girls who um, can't get served anything else. So we're um, we're leading the market mm. in the joy that is super shitty <laughs> alco pop drinks. Um, so yeah, so the the Bud Light Lime moniker is a is a Trojan horse in this situation. Gotcha. Uh, I haven't had a Bud Light Lime since. I don't know if this bad experience has tainted my my brand loyalty sure. toward the Bud Light Lime, but I might be switching to Miller Chill. Really? What? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what shitty thing Miller Chill is going to slap its name on next, but I mean. And then you'll bounce from that to some other light, pale lager. Yeah, then I'll just what then I'll do is I'll just I'll just pour uh I'll just pour a um a thing of pop rocks into my mouth and then just take a shot of vodka. <laughs> that's where I that's where I'm going next. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective, correcting myself. The cocktail that involves grapefruit juice is a greyhound. I uh, just remembered that as we were taking a break, and dear, I am just heading off the deluge. Dear Mr. Morris. Yes. Well, exactly. Right. I'm, you oh, you should introduce Humphrey, yourself. You should I'm sorry. We got, I off on a, we got off on a thing. We're oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Hello, everybody. I'm Humphrey Carr. Uh, what are you guys? Are, are you the voice of radio, the, the boy detective? Yeah, yeah. America's radio. Sweetheart. America's radio sweetheart. I'm so sorry. Well, then I'll take the voice of radio. Then absolutely. That's been left. Great. It is not spoken for. <laughs> Spend yeah. it. All right. Great. Okay. Yeah, you're done. Um, can we? I feel like we need to. At the, just before we get too deep into this program, yeah, we should address something that happened this week. Yeah. Why don't we? Um, Humphrey. Uh, you familiar with uh, Comic Con? I'm very much familiar with Comic Con, and was absolutely gutted to discover that I was here in in California without a ticket. And everyone everyone had left and gone down to San Diego. And in fact, I uh, you kindly invited me to your show here in Los Angeles. <laughs> I, did. I could not go because I was in San Diego for the Comic Con, and I. Frankly, I would have loved to have gone to your show. Uh, do you? Is there something similar in England? Uh, we do. We have this London. London. I think it's called London Comic Con. In fact, it's like a. It's a knockoff from the same people. It's a celebration of Dennis the Menace. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Predominantly, everyone comes dressed as Nasher. 
and uh-huh. uh, and Minnie. The they Minx. have their they have their own Dennis the Menace. Do they? Oh, oh yeah, I we didn't have know a that. very different one. We we used to get what was really weird. He's was, very well behaved. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's well, he, he occasionally doesn't write thank you letters fast enough. Oh, and, uh, he's how oh, ghastly. He dawdles. It's yes, terrible. he's a dawdler. When he uses the wrong fork. It yeah. just gets crazy. Oh, it boy. goes off the hook, yeah. and uh, Mr. Whatever-His-Name is next door. And is... then Mr. Wilson locks him in the cellar for two weeks. Yes, <laughs> makes him clean chimneys uh-huh. and, uh, and attend a public hanging. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and he learns his lesson. Sure. Every week he learns his lesson, and good children everywhere learn that you don't profit from being naughty. Uh, but we, have, we also have, we have Kapow as well, which is run by, uh, I, think, I think it's Grant Morrison and, and Warren Ellis. So this is the thing, we... Uh, no, no swanks, uh, as we say in the UK. But uh, we have a lot of really, like a lot of the best writers and artists of, of yeah, comic books it seems are like, British. It seems like half of the half of the celebrity comic writers are mm. British. Yeah, uh, Neil Gaiman no, sure. and uh, Warren Ellis and very um, various people. The Duke of Edinburgh. The Duke of Edinburgh. He drops. I, I heard a fun story about. Ones. I heard a fun story about Grant Morrison that he genuinely believes he's talked to aliens because he went out in the desert and did peyote and he and the concepts that the aliens relay to him he tries to put in his comics. Right. Really. So occasionally I'll 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 read a Grant Morrison comic and be and I was complaining about this to a friend of mine as I was. Was reading one that I was really enjoying, and then in came the alternate universes and dark versions of a certain character. And I'm like, "Isn't that bullshit?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, it's because he talked to aliens, and he feels like he needs to. He needs to start prepping. Get us. across the concept that there are multiple universes. Wowza. Anyway, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's gorgeous. Um, anyway, how where can I get one of these alien comic books? <laughs> I, well, it's Superman. Yeah, it's okay. Superman. Superman. Mm-hmm. Is it two words? It's one word. He's it's a sort of splendid. Word. He's basically a splendid man. Yeah, <laughs> who's just very right. good. Okay. Right. Think of a really splendid guy. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. And sure. that's basically him. Well, I'm picturing right now. I'm picturing like a really handsome guy, like occasionally, a, a Christopher Reeve. Occasionally, yeah, he'll of sign that, of that ilk. Occasionally, yeah. he'll sign a correspondence. Best wishes when he should write yours truly. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's just and then Cor- Jor El locks him in the cellar for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what happens. So Jordan and I had. Had a gig at Comic Con that mm-hmm. we plugged on last week's show. Sure, um, uh, a major comic book company whose works may have just been discussed extensively over the last twenty seconds, mm-hmm. um, uh, and larger interna- international entertainment company uh, had a stage down there and invited us to do a show on that stage, a Jordan Jesse Go show. And Jordan was actually doing other stuff too. Yeah, they, the the guy who was booking the stage was a, was a, was a really great guy and kind of clearly a big fan of like L.A. comedy stuff because a lot of our friends were going that down there and like uh, performing kind of versions of well known shows on the stage. Yeah, so essentially this stage's schedule was half. Uh, half sort of miscellaneous Orner Way, Ruthers Bay, Iana. Um, that's Pig Latin. Sure. Um, for example, there was a there was an interview where Jeff Dunham, celebrity racist puppet comedian <laughs> Jeff oh, yes. Dunham. To be fair, the puppets are the ones who are racist, yes, not him. Yes, I don't. Absolutely. I didn't. I didn't want people to think you were calling Jeff Dunham racist. No, he, he merely puts words in their mouths. <laughs> right. He merely <laughs> says the racist things that they say. Yeah, but I mean, sure. he says them 
sort of like this. Right. So it doesn't count. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is which is quite often what I do when I mutter something to my girlfriend on public transport. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit racist. Look at that guy over there. And people think your girlfriend said it because exactly. you were drinking a glass of water at the time. <laughs> at the same time. Exactly. Uh, that would be funny if if they had a racist puppet act where the puppet was racist and then but the human went a step further. Yeah. Like the puppet is like, don't you know Jews run the media? And then the puppeteer's like, hey, now, shouldn't you let people know that the Holocaust never happened? <laughs> and the puppet's like, too far. Too far, buddy. Too far. And then he gets a little suitcase. So Jeff, Jeff, Dunham wasn't, <laughs> Jeff Dunham wasn't actually doing his... No, and some of his characters are not racist. Only a couple of his characters <laughs> Only are two racist. of the five puppets are racist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, some are racist characters. <laughs> sure. Sure. And are not in and of themselves racist towards other puppets, but, but are <laughs> right, just, right. just represent... They're racist towards marionettes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So shadow uh, puppets. He, <laughs> Jeff Dunham yeah. travels the world filling arenas, mm-hmm. doing his uh, particularly B minus C plus <laughs> version of comedy. Um, he's not. He's. I mean, outside of the racism that is in character, and mm-hmm. I mean, he could be worse. Sure. You know, I guess for uncles. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. Anyway, it's- he wasn't doing. He travels the world selling ten thousand seat. Venues in. I heard a thing on the radio about him selling out arenas in Sweden. So he wasn't yeah. doing that. Mm-hmm. He was interviewing various people who had designed Batmobiles for ver- the various film versions of Batman. Yeah. So Chuck Barris, famous car <laughs> customizer Chuck Barris, was there. He's on nearly the, the incoherent. That was the Family Feud. Yeah. Or the Newlywed Game. Yeah, that okay. guy. No, the Gong Show. Oh, the Gong Show. Isn't the, also but, the Newlywed Game. But isn't this the right guy? I I may have the, his name wrong. There's a famous car customizer who built oh funny the, the TV show Batman Batmobile. Hmm. And then the other ones, the you know the wing, the super long wing yeah. ones from Batman the movie, and then this sort of weird dumpy robot ones from the new movies yeah. are uh, designed by other people. Anyway, okay. Jeff Dunham was interviewing these people. Oh, uh, uh, the Greyhound. Yes. <laughs> Jeff Dunham was interviewing the Greyhound. Yes. Um, and uh, that, that kind of stuff was happening. But then also there was comedy shows, and the comedy shows were us and things like us. Right, similarly sure. toned things. Yeah, and I think the day after had like Kevin Smith doing something. Kevin Smith was doing his smash hit podcast, Fat Man on Batman, <laughs> um, which is just a rhyme he thought of one time. <laughs> Isn't that the basis of most great podcasts? <laughs> That's true. It's just right. something rhymes. That's oh, is true. It? Yeah. So um, we we went down there on the train, mm-hmm. and it was. I mean, I Jordan said something beautiful in the morning, <laughs> um, uh, which is. As you book a ticket for the train, you always think to yourself, why don't I travel by train more often? And then you ride the train and you remember. Right. Um, and I know that you have a complex socialist rail network in. Oh, yeah. It's a complete nightmare. Um, it cannot possibly match. One of the big issues of trains in the United States, apparently, is that uh, freight trains, which actually are significant and important way of, you know, a significant part of our economy, own the tracks and own the right-of-ways on the tracks. So if you're on a passenger train and a freight train happens to want to get by, your passenger train has to just park 
<laughs> oh, God. Wait for the freight train to go by. Okay, that's a terrible system. We just plow into each other at a <laughs> yeah. speed of 120 miles an hour and then set fire to our. And then the queen, the queen has to come and rip everyone out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She can't, she busts in. Mm-hmm. She pipes a load of uh, beef eater gin straight into her veins <laughs> and hulks out. <laughs> so we had a we had an 8:30 train. I think mm-hmm. we we got in line around eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a standing line there for that train because we wanted to make sure to sit together so we could work on our show that was coming up. Um, I was feeling sick. Still am a little sick. You guys will probably be sick by the end of this, mm-hmm. being as that we're in this sealed box. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it was it, we weren't delighted to be standing there. And not the least were we delighted when um, the woman came down the line telling each group of 15 or so people standing in line that the train that we were all waiting for had been, and I quote, Annulled. <laughs> oh gosh! Yes, it would. They they have the power at Amtrak to make it so that trains never existed, ceased, ceased ever to have been. Yes, they go is, back in time and kill the train's parents. There is a there is an Amtrak <laughs> papacy <laughs> that decides <laughs> what trains were canceled and the what rail were pope. annulled. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. The rail pope just gets a series of trains are uh, laid in front of him. Mm-hmm. He just mm-hmm. has a really tall conductor's hat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You Ornate. Know, a lot of people say that the rail pope is a Nazi, but hey, he makes the trains run on time. He does, sure. and as as they did, as they did. <laughs> <laughs> so um, our train got canceled. We had to wait an additional hour mm-hmm. in this line. So we're 90 minutes into the line by the time we get on a train. And this train, the second train, is standing room only, mm. which I did not know was a thing on an Amtrak train, but apparently it is. And You're just used to that for Bon Jovi concerts. Yeah, well, certainly. Sure. Yeah, if it's Friday night, I'm standing, I'm standing, standing by watching, BJ. Watching mm-hmm. for some, waiting for some beige. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we had a great ride down, I would say. Mm-hmm. We had the, it's about a three, three-and-a-half-hour trip on, uh, on the train. This one-hour drive becomes a three-hour yeah. trip on the train to San Diego. A lot of and, lay-by time, presumably. Um, and there was this point about two hours in where I thought it couldn't get any worse. Like I was – I'd been standing for three and a half hours continuously. Um, I was getting a migraine. I forgot to mention that mm-hmm. I was getting a migraine. I think this is around when I took my migraine medication. Uh, and then the doors of the train opened and an elementary school class came into our car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All wearing matching T-shirts. And their teachers had them in a line so they couldn't break the line. And so in being elementary school kids, they don't know any better. They just surrounded us in the aisle. Like the person – the aisle is one person wide. You'd have to turn sideways to pass each other. But we were pressed up against the seats by three or four – Elementary school children. Oh, God. Were they in costume for, for the Comic-Con? No, they were headed – they were learning about missions in mm-hmm. school. So right. they were headed to uh, San Juan Capistrano or something like that. You could do quite uh, a good Xavier School for Gifted Children. Thing. Oh, <laughs> that would be cute. Of, with yeah, that's kids. a good point. Yeah, no, they, they you had think they their – they have a preschool over there at Xavier? Oh, it's yeah. Like, you just come drop the kids off for, you know, yeah, four yeah. or that's five hours? when they're at their most dangerous because they have zero control over themselves. Right, yes. They're so just blasting. Just, yeah, yeah. They pick up some Play-Doh and fire – spines into the nearest child's <laughs> yeah. face. In, 
in Dear elementary. Internet, I know mutations happen at puberty, okay? We're just making we're a just little saying, joke. We're just it's, it, I know. Come on. Oh, God. I've started a fatwa amongst uh, <laughs> Get it, X-Men fatwa. fans. They, uh, they hate me now. So, uh, in, no, in elementary school here in California, uh, there you take one, you know, half, like half a year, mm-hmm. maybe a whole year, to learn about how the Spanish subjugated the native peoples of the Americas. Sure. So you learn about, you know, uh, those kind of monks with a with a hole in their hair in yeah. the middle and a brown robe with a white rope around it and then just various, uh, various Indians uh, dying of diseases. Yes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> or just working as though they were livestock. <laughs> Um, so anyway, that's what they were headed to. Um, we did finally get a seat, though, I think with about half an hour left in the ride. We got some jokes written. Jordan, because of his cancellation, missed his first appointment of the day, a panel he was supposed to handle. And we busted our butts down to uh, down to this stage. And at that point, um, look, we had time. Everybody was super, super nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had time to hit the Fox Sports Bar and Grill mm-hmm. uh, and have something that was like nachos but with potato chips and blue cheese instead of corn chips and cheddar cheese. Okay. Um, that, that sounds very British. Yeah, it does. A little, well, a bit French. Blue cheese. Oh, maybe. Not, we don't yeah, care yeah, for yeah. that. Sure. Okay. Stilton. We'll bring the chips. Uh-huh. Okay. You bring the cheese. Gotcha. <laughs> this was kind of an international lunch. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know. Well, suffice to say, it makes you sound very sophisticated. Thank <laughs> you. Our at buddy, the, the, the Fox, Fox Sports, Sports Grill. the most. Grill. Yeah, yeah. Our buddy Scott Simpson was there. He was actually going to be the guest on next week's Jordan Jesse Go. Mm-hmm. Um, it was nice to see Scott Simpson. He sure. told us about different stuff he'd been up to at Comic-Con. He did a great bit for us that I really enjoyed where he took a show. First, he showed us. He was talking about all the cosplay he saw. First, he showed us a picture of him with a guy, someone dressed up as a guy named, is it Zardoz? Mm-hmm. Uh, which oh, is, yeah. The Sean Connery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. it was him and Zardoz. And then he said, but that wasn't the best cosplay I saw all day. Take a look at this. And then he just showed, showed us a bowl of pickle relish. No, picture of a bowl of pickle relish. Humphrey, at the UK analogs yeah. to Comic-Con, is dressing up still a thing? Yes, which I was so thrilled about. Fancy dress. Because I went right. to, yes, yeah, yeah, fancy dress, we call it. Um, we, uh, yeah, the one I went to the one I went to Kapow at the London uh, Design Centre, which is which is the one run by Grant or Warren, whichever one is one of those fellows. Mm-hmm. Um, there, it was a bit crap to be honest, like because uh-huh. it was a British event, uh, <laughs> and so uh, everything was a bit small, and there wasn't quite enough uh, lavatories, and everyone was rather furious about it. And, uh, uh, but what was brilliant was that people had really dressed up, uh, and uh, and I was just the other thing that's fantastic is. I don't know how it works at Comic-Con, but in, the UK, in London, nobody drives anywhere. It's impossible to get around. We have one-way systems. Everybody Just like San Diego. Transport. Right, right, mm. right, right. So I presume that a lot of these kids had come uh, dressed as the Scarlet Witch on the tube from Shepherd's Bush, <laughs> uh, which was a testament to their resilience, given that uh, people in London, if they see anything they haven't seen before or don't understand, just immediately attack it. Or on some, <laughs> right, a, it's like way, a, a mob of soccer hooligans. Yeah, just immediately pour out of the nearest football stadium. Right. <laughs> like a, a sign goes up. Difference! <laughs> <laughs> Difference just, over here. There's just one of those sort of scent lines that wafts yeah. off of the person in costume. Mm-hmm. And then they hits the f- soccer stadium and... And they all, yeah, yeah, the soccer stadium people all rise up and float three <laughs> feet off the ground slowly, led by their noses and the scent sign. 
lines. Right, yeah. It's like a hungry cartoon character <laughs> exactly. when there's a pie on a windowsill. That's what a, 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 a English soccer hooligan exactly. does when there's a nerd around. Exactly. When there's something out of the ordinary, yeah. they immediately uh, just attack. Mm-hmm. The, the costumes at Comic-Con that we saw on our way, and I didn't actually go into Comic-Con this time around because of circumstances that we'll describe later, but... Um, the costumes that we saw on our walk to this stage, we were surrounded by people the whole time. Mm-hmm. I I like a lot of the costumes, but there was something that I noticed that I didn't like, which is there were some people who had very elaborate costumes, and they were constantly being asked to have a picture taken of them. And when they would when they would agree to take the picture. They had a special pose that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. I don't think it was like a character-specific pose. It wasn't like they were dressed as the Heisman Trophy and they had a football <laughs> behind right. their head and their arms outstretched. It was just a pose that they had worked up. And I didn't like how smug they were about it. Yeah. There, sure. a, there was a certain – it was as though they were – it was as though they were, I don't know uh, – Robert Downey Jr. and they were giving that kind of celebrity, like a celebrity that's in a knit cap that looks that's a little too long for their head. Mm-hmm. It looks like a sort of like a condom, and then and they're sort of wearing those kind of scruffy celebrity clothes, and they're holding in their right hand, uh, you know, a, a cup of to-go coffee, and someone wants to take a picture with them, and they do that little like half peace sign, mm-hmm. like uh, like that. Yeah. So there were people in costumes dressing costume as Zardoz or whatever yeah going do, doing that like being like yeah I'm Zardoz <laughs> you got it like, <laughs> yeah you got the pick okay sure. I'm out of here sure. yeah I guess I guess the like the that Comic Con stuff is at it's most ridiculous when you see someone in costume in an elaborate iconic costume just doing whatever like you know waiting in line for a personal pan pizza Uh or talking on a cell phone like when you see a wolverine you know like like waiting for a crosswalk or something so yeah Yeah. i guess that pose is to like minimize that isn't this ridiculous like making sure you are in a pose that that character would be in prevents you from looking like the ultra ridiculous version of a comic con yeah, guy. Do this. You've got to. You've got to do it with maximum intensity. Really, yeah, don't you? yeah. In any way, being like an apologetic uh, master chief. Is, sure, right. No, that's not going to get you anywhere in life. No, uh, he's famously unapologetic. Right. Uh, yeah. Anything. Uh, and uh, <laughs> murderous. Yes. Yeah. 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 He, he never once did we hear him. Uh, offer any words of regret for wiping out <laughs> generations of the covenant um, who are a people with their own culture. He's basically the Cortez of uh, space exploration. Master um, Chief testifies before United <laughs> Nations panel on genocide. Yeah, yeah. And then every year school children have to go uh, to exactly. his mission. They go to his mission and they learn about mm-hmm. how, uh, while it seemed how, appropriate at the time. Right. And they the, will learn how the warthogs were constructed. Yeah. And, and there was just something about it that gave me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, Oh, sure. Just being able to pop into that, like, yeah, what's up? But also it's it's that thing of uh, this is a gross generalization, and I'm someone that genuinely would love I, – I would love to have the wherewithal to get dressed up, to go to Comic-Con and wear a, a wicked awesome outfit. But I think a lot of the people – When would, you say wicked awesome outfit, you're talking about an awesome outfit of one of the characters from, from the Wicked. wicked yeah. No, I mean – Or a, a can of the – of the <laughs> Yeah, of the, uh, yeah a WKD, uh, a blue <laughs> WKD. No, I mean a Ted Williams costume. Um, uh, uh I would uh, – I'd love to do that. But I think a lot of the people that do do it are not used quite to handling attention. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Sure. they they do in the same way that kids do. You know, like 
when you're a kid and you, you've seen on movies, like this is how people handle certain situations. So you go, hey, or whatever, <laughs> you know, you walk into a into a diner and kick the thing and. Hey, give, give, give it the fronds <laughs> right. or whatever. Because like, well, that's happy. Yeah, it, kids, their right? default. They're, yeah, yeah. They, they, when when they they're wondering what sort of behavior to display, yeah. they go, "Well, I should probably just act like so the fonds." Yeah, and so for cosplayers, it's like you know they're not used to having people ask for photographs with them, so they're like, "Well, I've seen the guys in the condom hats." They mm-hmm. kind of like, "Sure, what's up?" Mm-hmm. I I so kind of I kind of wanted what I wanted from them more was the other thing that a kid does, which is just go. Woo! And run around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems more appropriate to the spirit of the outfit to me than going like, yeah. What's up? Anyway, so we we saw a lot of dudes mm-hmm. and ladies in these outfits. Um, then we saw a lot of uh, dudes and ladies just dressed in a costume of person going to Comic-Con. <laughs> sure. um, oh, just uh, on a side note on the um – uh, on the costumes this year, I did a little bit of walking around for the weekend, um, and I noticed a a – a huge, a huge percentage of uh, gender bending uh, costumes. Oh, yeah. oh, I noticed nice. a lot of like you know men dressed as famous female characters and sure. females dressed as famous male characters. Interesting. Uh, I did not yeah. see that the, the time that I went and, and walked the floor. That sounds great. Yeah. The um, the that uh, actually has a little bit because the other thing about the costumes mm-hmm. is you just feel like a lot of the people are just wearing. You know, they just went to StarWarsCostume.com and said, like, give me the $3,000 one. Yeah. Which is, like, fun and everything, but it's not that yeah, – it doesn't have this the joie de vie yeah, the that maze. you want. You know what I mean? I like the idea of someone wearing an, uh, uh, a reverse gender costume because then that's really – you're really doing a thing. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, uh, so we, we, should, we should finish this. I forgot what – <laughs> what point we were when we went off on a tangent? But, yeah. So uh, what was going on? We were at the Fox Sports Bar and Grill. Oh yeah, eating those weird. I think that was our point, right? Nuts. The Fox <laughs> yeah. Bar, Sports Bar and Grill is a girls a really fun place to hang out. So we had a show scheduled. Our guests were Scott Simpson, our mm-hmm. friend Scott Simpson, and Dana Snyder, who's been a guest on this show. Um, I'm sure we'll be a guest again. He's a delightful guy. He was one, he's one of the voices on Aqua Teen Hunger Force and is going to be one of the voices on an upcoming uh, Mad Magazine television animated mm-hmm. television program on Cartoon Network. And everything was great. I mean, Jeff Dunham went over a little bit. Um, sure. Well, when Dunham gets to riffing. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, it's one of those things. Yeah. You know, he shows up at the comedy store. You've got to give him some stage. Oh, yeah, bumped yeah. by Dunham. I mean, yeah. every, every comic sure. every comic's been bumped by to. Dunham. Yeah. But That's when, how you know you've made it. Yeah. Uh, the super nice stage manager told me, he he, just, he grabbed me by the shoulder. He said, look, we're, we're going to have Dunham go an extra 15. But just so you know, we still want you to do the full hour. We've got the extra time built into the schedule. So you're just going to go from quarter after to quarter after. Don't worry about it. Um, we'll get you started as soon as we can. And they, like, you know, we gave them, we didn't really give them a stage plot. Mm-hmm. We just said, hey, how about a table and some blah, blah, blah. And they had that up there in 20 seconds. Yeah, definitely some of the, like, of the live shows we've done, definitely the most, like, kind and attentive and bright stage crew. And there was a point where we went over to the booth to say, uh, to set up the recording, because we were going to record this for the show. Uh, for the podcast, and um, the guy who had been hired to do the sound did not have any recording equipment with him because mm-hmm. nobody had told him. And in an ordinary situation, that would mean, oh, great, Jesse 
uh, has to fucking figure it all out when we had 20 minutes before we were going to go on stage and it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We hadn't eaten after standing up for six hours continuously. And I've already drank eight Bud Light Limeritas. <laughs> sure. <laughs> this guy is pounding ev- these things. He found a Rite Aid on the way. Yeah. And you know what happens when Jordan goes into Rite Aid. <laughs> I come out with a case of limeritas. Yeah, and some of those special blister bandages, you know, for when you get a blister on your foot. But that's just you because never you don't, have too many of those. You those don't nice. get there yeah. that often, mm-hmm. and you can't just get yeah, those at yeah. the regular grocery store. Yeah. Well, and if you're also teaching a child to play the violin, you put one on the bow mm-hmm. so he knows where to put his thumb. Sure. And so these are multi-use <laughs> items. And so, uh, and so they said, "Don't worry, we'll get this sorted out." While we were sitting in the Fox Sports Bar and Grill, uh, the producer of this whole thing came in. He said. Uh, found us in the Fox Sports Bar and Grill and said, I just wanted to let you know we've got it all sorted out. Don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. Which was, like, amazing. Yeah. Because almost always when we do these shows, as Jordan said, we have to, you know, we have to do everything. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. And it's a continue. It's a nightmare the whole time. Yeah. It's exactly exactly the same back home where the amount of times, anytime I get real horror, anytime I go and do a show of any kind, anywhere I haven't been before because you just the amount of times you turn up and they're like yes you're just on the side of this cliff face (laughs) where where howling winds buffeting you and the audience they're you see that that town over there? They're, they're behind a screen. Yeah, they're behind a screen in the bell tower of that church, <laughs> four miles away. Like, what the, is this? Have you guys other, ever done a show on the other before? side of this waterfall? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no mic, so you'll have to project. You have uh-huh. to, yeah. But that you're an actor, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, sort of. We did have a little bit of that going on, though. It, we were essentially performing on a stage from Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was in a field, had one of those scrims surrounding it with sure. stuff printed on it. Coming on after us, porno for pyros. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say that as much as I was worried about that, I was really excited that our logo was on the scrim. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. And what were we on top of? Psych. Yeah, we were billed above Psych, the television program nice. Psych. And that is the anchor of the USA Network. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Uh, yeah, we did. I did a show at uh, Glastonbury once. Uh, in uh, we did improv in a field uh, to <laughs> which was literally the like the throwing out area by the hospital tent. So oh. everybody that had dropped a load of disco biscuits uh, oh. and had a really bad night was then like literally gently deposited in a in a field next door. And we were like, <laughs> "Hi guys, so okay, you guys ready for some improv?" Anybody? So let's get a word. You there, Anyone? convulsing? Yeah, <laughs> fellow over Where's there, frothing. Love to go on vacation. Frothing? Okay. <laughs> so let's do this thing. Hello, I'd like to buy some frothing, please. Uh, <laughs> it was not a great. We weren't great at improv. Anyway. Well, I don't know. I was kind of loving where you were going with that. <laughs> now that was a pretty good scene. Were, I, I presume you were in a right aid. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, we don't have any frothing, but we do have these Bud Light margaritas. I would rather drink the the frothing. (laughs) So, and we had a a nice enough turnout for a show that was of the nature of this show. You know, we had a couple dozen fans there, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a dozen or two randos, Mm -hmm. a guy who looked like George R.R. Martin. Yep. And just was staring at us uncomprehendingly. Sure it wasn't him? It could have been. Could have been. It could have been. Yeah, he, to be fair, I think George R. R. Martin was fatter than this guy. Yeah, this guy was. Yeah, look out though. For book, look out for book six. Yeah. Could yeah. be a lot of. There could be two two gentlemen doing a show who <laughs> oh, end up getting raped, yeah. raped, and having their heads chopped off. Right. Sure. Oh no. Um. So, uh, I don't know. How would you describe our show? I was. I, we were. We were going along fine. Gosh, I was. I'm even 
maybe I don't know if I could bring it up on my phone fast enough, but I'd maybe if I could read our little prepared bit. Yeah, sure. We had. I think we, that might that give kind of a little bit of an insight as to the what's going to happen here. So what we maybe did, what we like to do a lot of times. Is, oh, here we go. Okay, you know our show is mostly bullshit, mm-hmm. um, but we like to open with something where we wrote some where we wrote some jokes, even if they're. Um, e- even if they're you know not the joke, not jokes that we have gone over many sure. times or performed in front of other audiences, just something to demonstrate to the audience that we're capable of generating actual jokes. <laughs> uh, so here's what we did. Here's our here's our opening. Uh, this is it, it, we did Comic Con fun facts. I won't read all of these, but I'll read some of them just to, to give an idea of the tone. So like, oh, hey, we've prepared some Comic Con fun facts. Um, a popular subculture at the Comic-Con uh, are bronies. Um, the popular theory is that their name is short for bros who like my little ponies. But in fact, it's actually short for a lifetime of virginity. <laughs> uh, and here's a couple. There's a mother. Uh, if you come across Joss Whedon, he does not want to talk to you about the Avengers. He'd much rather read your Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan script. <laughs> and here I'll do I'll do two more. Uh, if you're attending the costume ball tonight, one of the guys dressed like Doctor Who is wanted for murder. If you can guess who it is and turn him into the San Diego PD, you'll be rewarded a limited edition pewter TARDIS. <laughs> and uh, here's here's where I think it's about to go wrong. Um, if you're making love to a steampunk lady, it's okay to perform oral sex on her. Just be careful not to get your tongue stuck in the gears. And so little did we know, mm-hmm. but when we made that joke, apparently something went horribly wrong backstage. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're we're just going along, doing our show, uh, doing fine. We bring Scott Simpson on. Scott Simpson starts talking about... Special the special parts of staying in the disabled room in the hotel. Okay, uh, among other things, I believe he said uh, it's nice because you get two peepholes, one at face height and one at dick height. <laughs> um, and I really enjoyed when Scott said uh, Scott said that the the crest for the city of San Diego uh, should. Oh, he said that. He said that um, San Diego. He said, "Why are there you know why are there no bros at Comic Con?" Um, and it's because San Diego is Comic-Con for bros. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. As a city. Uh, anyway, so so then – so at some point – and I, I forget where the, the guy who booked us was giving me the cut it off motion. And I didn't really know what he was doing. Uh, and then he just said, they're going to cut your mics. Uh, this is about yeah, ten so, minutes in. So we're about ten minutes in, and I see I see the stage manager giving the wrap it up, and I'm like, uh, I'm totally baffled because he had just ten minutes before told me to definitely do an hour. So I'm really confused about what's going on here. But I'm I'm like I think I may have even said into the mic. Does that mean wrap it up? And so I'm like, okay, well then we'll try and bring this to an end somehow. Um, so that it's not just us, us walking off stage. And then I hear Jordan's – and so I'm, we're talking and try, I'm trying to close it up. And I hear Jordan say into the microphone, he says they're going to cut our microphones. Yeah. And so I just go, okay, well, I guess that's our show. And to be fair, so there's this point, and I want to clear something up. And I think there's yeah. been some, there's been some, some uh, speculation as to about this. So we've been told to cut it off, and there was this time when we were just trying to end it. Scott Simpson did say the words date rape. 
Uh as something that was on the San Diego crest. Ah. But I think it's important to the story to say that we had already been told to leave by the time he had said date rape. Yeah. Anyways, continue. So, uh... We just Oh, did say, I say Scott Simpson? I meant Daniel Tosh. Daniel Tosh, it's a show. So I think I may have said a date rape drug. Maybe that was you. I think I said, I think we, Scott had said that the San Diego Crest should be uh, a battleship and a pair of flip-flops on a volleyball. <laughs> and, and then I said with a date rape drug rampant. Um, which is a thing from Crest. Sure, yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and, we know all about that back home. And so, <laughs> you know about rampants. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so we just sort of, we were just totally baffled, confused. Like, I thought, what did you think was going I thought that there might be some kind of electric, there was only, I could only figure out two things. One yeah. was that there was some kind of electrical problem. Um, but that seemed weird because we, we were talking and everything seemed right. to be fine. The other was, I thought that maybe... Like Val Kilmer had showed up, right? And he wanted to go on stage and talk about Batman or something, like something of that level. We were getting yeah. bumped, bumped for Kilmer. Yeah, yeah. and or Jeff Dunham coming back. Jeff, on. yeah, he's like Jeff. Dunham, I want to do. I that found one of my puppets. Yeah, and I'm since back. Peanut has something to say about Comic Con, <laughs> yeah. since we had since, why are there so many Mexicans? <laughs> since right before we had gone on, he had said like, "Let's do an hour." Yeah. I figured it had to be like Val Kilmer or something. Sure, I couldn't think, or like the guy who plays Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like something, some crazy shit had happened. Yeah. And we were going to go off stage and they were going to be like, we're so sorry, but George Clooney's here and he needs to go on right now. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, we'll see what it is that's so exciting that's happening that means that we have to get off stage. And so, I don't know, how would you describe our going off stage process? Well, yeah, we came off stage and then and then, uh, then a, a woman who we had never seen before. Never this in is our someone lives. who had not introduced themselves. I, we hadn't seen hanging out backstage. Uh, just says, I'm the head of publicity and we think what you guys were doing was really inappropriate. Uh, this she, was, is a, she was the head of marketing for all of Warner Brothers. Sure. Uh, yeah, she basically tells right. Batman what to do. <laughs> yes, and uh, Dawson from Dawson's Creek. Presumably. Yes, yeah. Dawson. Yeah, she also has to answer to her. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, it, I guess she just really thought we were being filthy. Um, and yeah, and just said that you know, there's families here. We're gonna play the Goonies later. Is yeah. something that she used. <laughs> Let's to. be clear. Six hours later. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the movie the next night, Friday the 13th. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, it's a family sure, it's venue. A family event. The kids love that nude wakeboarding scene. It's the reboot. Yeah, um, she, I mean, she was talking to us in this tone. Like, we had gone into an elementary school and taken off our pants. Sure. <laughs> like, as though it, we were sickos, basically. Yeah. I was, and I, meanwhile, we've never, we don't have any idea who this woman is. Yeah. Right, she we hasn't only, introduced herself yet. No, she, someone, somewhere in the middle, someone told us who she was. Yeah. Uh, in the middle of our, of the five minute berating. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know God, it's, this is definitely something that I've I've experienced before in my in my last job. They they uh, at Fuel TV they. Um, there was a period where they wanted to kind of amp up how outrageous the show was being. I mean, everyone, you know, uh, Tosh Tosh is hot, and 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 they kind of wanted that outrageousness. So I feel like I would film some segments that I thought were kind of tonally what they wanted, and when they turn out to be too much, like you get that. Now, c- really, that it <laughs> really do you and like that that idea of the, like 
Now, I understand, hey, this isn't for us, but that, like, you're being a little gross. Like, that's yeah. that's the thing that I find the most outrageous. Yeah. And I, I you know, the other, the other, the big Warner Brothers property uh, that we have any kind of connection with is our friend and regular guest on Jordan, Jesse mm-hmm. Go, Rob Corddry, has a television program called Children's Hospital, uh, which may be the most vulgar thing in the history of television. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's really strange, and yeah, this the thing is because I I was familiar, I was going to be in the next two comedy shows that they were having on that stage. One of them is the Tournament of Nerds, yeah, uh, which is a show they have out here, and now a web video series Fun that web is series. filthy, yeah, filthy. And the Meltdown show, which is a comedy show with uh, Jonah Ray and Camille Nanjiani, which is also filthy, yeah. yeah. And and so she, ber- this woman, berates us for. Five minutes or so, mm-hmm. not quite for three or four minutes, but that's a long time to be rated. Plenty. Time it out, plenty mm-hmm. of time. Um, and then, sort of, our responses, uh, our responses are: I said, sort of weekly. Well, this is our show. Yeah, I was still, con- I was still in confusion mode, mm-hmm. and Jordan- so expecting Clooney to pop out from yeah. behind her at any moment. <laughs> and Jordan, Sake. and Jordan said, I don't know if you, I, I like. We are, frankly, the shows that are coming on later are a lot more vulgar than we were mm-hmm. just now because, frankly, out, I don't want to give people the wrong picture. Outside of those couple, we listed all of the vulgar jokes that we did in our 10 minutes. Yes. That was it. Like, everything else was totally PG. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I mean, they're vo- very vulgar jokes. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we had an adult audience. But it's that there. brilliant thing that happens so often. In, in I, I think I, I, I'm convinced it happens to comedians more often than anything else. I, I imagine it probably happens to bands quite a lot as well where where people usually sort of corporate people book things without really knowing what they are or something actually i've really noticed over here uh since i've been here i've only been here a week so this is a gross generalization based on being uh uh, new to this country people are fat here everybody's so fat no Uh, (laughs) what's what's with that um no it is a lot of places where i see comedy advertised around the place it's advertised just as like comedy yeah (laughs) tonight comedy and like yeah what, what sort of comedy who's doing it what? It's a comedy. It's show. comedy. You it's where you drink. Yeah, yeah. It's like exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You come here, you buy drinks, uh, you pay five dollars to get your coat checked. Yeah, and you watch comedy. Yeah, and uh, and so this was actually a yeah. little bit different than that because I th- well let's get into what we think happened in a minute. Yeah. So I want to finish what uh, this berating here. So and Jordan says I think that those you know these other shows are are more vulgar than we just were. Um, and he's not saying it like accusatorily. He's just saying it because he's also confused yeah. as to what's and may, going and on. And I had made plans to be in both of them. Yes. And so uh, – and this woman says, well, maybe it was a mistake for those shows to be booked here. The, no, she, first she said, well, they won't be today. And then she said, well, maybe it was a mistake for those shows to be booked here. Maybe it was a mistake for us to have brought you here. Uh, by the way – uh, they paid – in my case, they paid for my train ticket. <laughs> that sure. was the extent of their financial contribution. Um, I think they were paying Jordan a little bit to do some of the other things that he was supposed to be doing. But our show was free. We were not charging mm-hmm. them to do this show. So uh, she says – she goes uh, – and maybe it was wrong – of maybe it was a mistake for us to book you here. And for that, I apologize. The worst apology you could ever get from someone ever. Maybe she is just apologizing for us being shitty. Yeah, you're a dick, which is a shame. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. And then she went into another long tirade of berating. And I will say that I did have one 
one really positive take home from this whole thing. Sure. One moment where I felt like, you know, I redeemed I redeemed the day for myself a little bit in that after she said that horrible comment. You reached comment, into your pocket and took out some of the blue cheese <laughs> chips that you had hidden there. <laughs> after she said that horrible comment and berated us for a further two or three minutes, uh, I did say, well, apology accepted. Um, which I was very happy mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just sort of walked away to go find Dana Snyder and tell him why he had run over to our stage but was not going to go on at all. Yeah. And then we went outside and tried to explain to the, you know, 12 or 15 Jordan Jesse Go fans that were sort of milling around wondering what was happening mm-hmm. um, what the fuck had just happened. <laughs> Did you put on like a little private show for them? Yeah, well, we sort of, you know, we did a little... I did one for the ladies in my hotel room later. Sure, sure. (laughs) And you did did the pose of the cosplayer. Yeah, I did the Wolverine A. Yeah. Hey, bub. Um, (laughs) Nice. I mean, thank you to those folks who came out. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody was so nice. I mean, our fans are always so nice. Yeah, absolutely. I I don't think we've ever experienced... I don't think we've ever had a negative fan experience. Which is weird. I mean, this show feels like it would attract a real sort of jerk fest. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Thus far, Mm -hmm. I would see only real... Real, sure. real wieners. We're kind of the this. we're kind of the Maxim magazine of podcasting. Sure, like sure. That's how people describe us. Just yeah. of I, well, a lot of people say that suits. we're bad to the bone. Sure, <laughs> I can see that. Um, so yeah, no, and 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 uh, and thanks to all the the other a lot of the other comics who were on there later. Um, uh, I will say that uh, this sort of thing happened to a couple of other people. Got thrown off stage, and uh, a lot of the other comics said some very nice things about us. Uh, so yeah, thanks to all, thanks to all our buds who uh, who kind of backed us up in that uh, yeah, situation. Yeah, it was really nice. It was really good of those folks. I actually ran into Rob mm-hmm. uh, Cordry on the on the train. I haven't even told you this. Jordan. No, yeah, but I ran into Rob Cordry um, probably probably outside of the stars of Mike and Molly, the WB's biggest mm-hmm. comedy. Star. Oh, I guess they have the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory guys. Yeah, Those okay. guys are big. So um, I ran into Rob getting off the tr- – he was getting off the train as I was getting on the train. I just changed my train ticket to the first train out of town because yeah. um, I was like, geez, this is horrible. Um, and it turns out actually that it's a very nice train ride when you have a chair to sit in. Mm. Um, and then you thought to yourself, why don't I do this more? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I ran so the into cycle begins again. And then, <laughs> right, yes, and then the I cycle into, of train abuse. I pulled into Los Angeles 45 minutes late and remembered. Mm. Um, but I ran into Rob. I told him he was like gobsmacked mm-hmm. because the thing is, is I, this is what I think happened. And I, I think what happened is. The people who are in charge of this operation, who are in charge of the stage, sure. are what you might call nice, cool people who understand their market, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is to say they're people who liked us, who liked all these great com- comedians on our friends uh, Kumail and Jonah's yeah. uh, stand-up show. And um, as, as someone backstage, I won't say who said to me, hey, we're just grateful that people agreed to come do our show, that great people agreed to come do our show. They, I think what happened is they know the difference between a good thing and a bad thing. They know the difference between vulgarity or profanity and something that is offensive. Yeah. Um, and they have their, and they know what Comic Con is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they know that it's not a place where children watch the Goonies. Uh, primarily. Right. Um, and he uh, – and I think those folks put together a really solid thing 
And, you know, Jeff Dunham came by and he said, can I be involved? And they said, yeah, you can interview the Batmobile guys. You know sure. what I mean? And, um, and actually, you know what? I once read a New York Times Magazine profile of Jeff Dunham. Uh, he's a collector of, of uh, what's that called? Uh, Not puppets, the specific kind where the like Charlie, Charlie McCarthy, you know, the uh, ventriloquist, dummies? ventriloquist dummies. Okay. Um, and uh, he seemed like a sweet, sure. really sweet, decent guy um, who maybe doesn't understand why his comedy is racist. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, he they they like put together a nice thing that was totally like right down the middle for Comic-Con. You know, they got Kevin Smith. They got all these people to come and do their shows without any budget. Yeah. They were justifiably proud of this cool thing that they had put together on this stage in a field. And just their boss's boss happened by... Yeah, uh, and just started screaming at people. It's amazing. I did, after when, when I left university, I did the first job I had out of university was doing uh, an improv tour on behalf of um, top uh, assholes. I can't remember what they're but they're, <laughs> accountancy. TA, yeah, we know TA. TA, what's KPMG? Is the company? I don't know whether they exist over here. I think I'm sure they're a British subsidiary of some gigantic American accountancy firm. They're a part of the Canterbury. Wait, are you Cadbury? Shit. Sorry. Cadbury, the <laughs> Cad- chocolate. Cad- They're part of the Cadbury company. Yes, yeah, I'm sure. They're part of the Archbishop of Canterbury. Uh, Archbishop right, yeah. of Canterbury's uh, <laughs> secret portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, so you did an Im- Are you saying, just clarifying here. I sold out. Mega you did hard. an improv show? You did a touring improv show on behalf of an accountancy firm? Yeah, already. What does that it mean? It sounds like an incredible idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, involved going around universities and trying to entertain the kids during their like careers weeks when they go and look at different companies and look at what they wanted to do um, you were like a recruiting tool yeah oh I mean I, this, this is cool like cool guys this like this hang setup. out at our accounting uh, hey, yeah yeah yes and um, <laughs> you kids uh, but uh, yes and you can deduct yes, that and, <laughs> yeah yes and you can hide that uh, offshore account. <laughs> we uh, uh, we had to dress as Elizabethan characters as well and it basically it was horrific. Like it, Why? it was just the, uh, exactly what this is. This is you know. Oh. Uh, we were there going. Look, what we could do is, if you want, find out. You know, get the university theatre. We had like sort of six people who were all pretty good, funny improvisers. Like, why don't we go and do and you and me? Hmm. Uh, why don't we go and do what it is we do? And uh, you know, and then in the end, you can put a banner on the stage that says KPMG. If the kids enjoy it, maybe they'll go and look at the thing mm-hmm. tomorrow. Instead, we had to stand outside the kind of uh, the student unions. They're called. I don't know. Yeah, that's what they're, what they're called here. Actually. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, and. Um, Try well, where we went to college, crowds. the hacky sack field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and we had to try and draw people in and entertain them. The it was horrific. Quad. Mm-hmm. It was the worst. It was terrible. Yeah, people, oh, God. Any kind us. of like, any oh. kind of like comedic barking is yeah. so awful. Oh, it's just the worst. So we got howled at people through things at us. It was just, it was a, a, appalling. And we had while well, you were in like a lady. top hat. And... Yeah, I mean, no, I mean like proper like doublet and hose, and, like like Tudor like Shakespeare outfit wow. basically. Like with with tights on or pantyhose, as I believe they're oh, dear. over here. Yeah, just the worst. And um, but we had this lady who was the equivalent of your lady, who basically spent the entire time telling us that she knew what was best. She knew what students, which we were, liked. <laughs> mm. uh, I mean, like I I left university f- like five weeks ago, and I am these people. I know exactly. I looked for a job. Uh, not with KPMG, like <laughs> this time six months ago. And instead, we were just ordered around. The, my highlight being there was a homeless lady 
sat outside one of the one of the 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 unions begging, and she was singing. She'd sing as her way of like you know, here's here's me, how I earn my crust. And we were ordered to go and bark over her and like drive her off her homeless person patch <laughs> in order to in order to try and get people to become accountants. And they wonder why they have a bad reputation. Oh. Grind that poor person yeah. into the dust. Show them who's boss. Show I that just, lady. I don't think I had ever been yelled at by someone I had never met. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, she wasn't yelling in terms of volume. She was yelling in terms of tone. She was clearly someone who was used to t- Telling people things and then having them be like, oh, thank you. Yes, I will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes, ma'am. I had never had that experience before where just someone out of nowhere hated me. (laughs) Right. It's a disconcerting experience. Yeah, for for reasons that I were not – like I was trying to put together in real time Mm -hmm. in my head. Like that was the thing. Like we did not know the narrative of events that had led to us getting – we were just – we were just like we stepped off stage and suddenly a strange little woman was yelling yeah. at us. Do you think it would have gone better if we were in like Elizabethan like costume? I can guarantee you it would not. <laughs> it would have been every bit as awful. The I thing would is, have assumed that everything goes better in Elizabethan costume. Uh, but only courting. <laughs> oh, man. Sure. We caught like crazy. Sure. We caught the shit out of all yeah. the costumes. What about cross-dressing? What's I mean, if you're, in Elizabeth, if you're in Elizabethan costume and you cross-dress, you're guaranteed to be married within two hours. Oh, sure. Yes, yeah, it yeah. makes those ladies DTC. Unfortunately, to, <laughs> Down your, to, to your brother, who is already <laughs> in a different, who's already dressed as a woman as well. Um, what a fun mix-up. Uh, yes. Oh, no. How we sort this out? <laughs> Uh, a song. <laughs> um, yeah, also the being told off thing. It's like you're, now your friend's mums don't have authority over you anymore. You don't get that experience you do when you're like 9, 10, 11. Yeah. You break something and you get told off or you be misbehaving. And they had that like blanket agreement that you could get told off by anyone's mum. Yeah, that's a great analogy. It is like when you're at a sleepover and you break something or say a bad word and then like – uh, another mom is yelling at yeah. you. It's like, what is this allowed? Is this is this yeah, cool? It's like when you find out. It's like when you find out that your parent, that your friend's parents, don't allow their children to say "hella." Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. That that happened to me once as a kid. Yeah, or watch or like watch particular cartoons or whatever it may be. Oh like, yeah, yeah what, sure. I don't understand. This is. But also, you have to add in. Else. It's as though. It was a parent that just came home and you had never met in your life. Right. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Just come back from the war. <laughs> that just happened to <laughs> see what, you. Really? You're telling me off already? We just, <laughs> I thought we'd do a hug first. <laughs> At least. Anyway, we don't uh, – People, a lot of people have asked me if we're going to share the recording. The truth is that at the end of all of that – I didn't really feel like going over to the recordings booth and being like, hey, guys, so can I get that DVD? Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Yeah. Great, great job, everybody. Um, I, don't, I don't think you're missing anything, not hearing it, frankly. So, Can I, re- I, can, can I read one more of the jokes? Yeah, sure. Okay. Here. Uh, wait. Wait. Oh, I need a second. Oh, here it is. It's coming. Okay, here's – let's see. Which one should I do? Um, <laughs> oh, Okay. Um, if you're attending, okay, wait, if you missed the Breaking Bad panel, here's a bit of insider info. Showrunner Vince Gilligan is promising that the final season, the pauses will be even pregnanter. In fact, each episode will be two-thirds tense silences. (laughs) 
I can't imagine Pregnant, why uh, they cut that off. Yeah, it seems maybe just bad grammar. Jo- right. Yeah, that was the, she was like, "This is not how the WB likes to be spoken about." She's actually <laughs> she's actually a public radio listener, oh, so she was okay. upset about our yeah, grammar. She's curious like about the pregnant. Uh, yeah, more anyway. pregnant heckling from the back. <laughs> anyway, pregnant. there should have been a more in there. In all sincerity, I want to thank all of the people that uh, that made time in their Comic Con schedules when they could have been at the Archer panel. From yeah. what I understand. Uh, to come over to a weird field and see us do an 11-minute show. Um, yeah, Scott will be Scott will be on the show next week and in, in studio, so that should be fun. If if you missed out, if you feel like you're missing out on Scott Simpson, we'll get Dana in here sometime soon sure. too. One of our favorite guests always, and um, surely you should get the lady from the WB at some stage. Oh yeah, we should explain herself. Now, That's a good point. Oh, and because we received such shoddy treatment, we are asking that all our listeners uh, just uh, all our <laughs> listeners boycott the Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. So you so. Just Stand that, with us in not seeing the those, best Batman movie of all time. Those overnights are going to come in and be like, what happened? Yeah. What happened? We lost about we 35 got, we got, people. We got crushed by that Step Up movie. <laughs> Step Up Revolution. <laughs> Damn you. Yeah, I think we should call this the Step Up Revolution, this movement that we're starting. Oh, yeah. For people to go see Step to Up To be Revo- fair, I have already bought my Batman ticket, so I will be going, but right, I ask sure. that you do not. Do as right. I say. Not and I, I had yes. already bought my tickets for Step Up Revolution. Oh, okay. So this isn't a change in plans <laughs> for me. So, wait, so, are, so are we maybe pulling people from Batman and saying to go see Step Up Revolution. Yeah, we, yeah that's we want to really idea. take a chunk out of, uh, you know, it, it wants to be notable. We want someone at at, uh, at Warner Brothers to to sit down the next day right. and be like, what happened? And plus, night? I think this what's Where important this is from? that we we were we did not get paid for mm-hmm. this show that we did at Comic-Con, but we got paid pretty well for the show we did at Step Up Con. Mm-hmm. Step Con? Step Con. Yeah. Step Con 1. Step Con 2012. <laughs> I love that. No Channing Tatum again. Yeah. He's, every year they think he's going to come. Yeah, always cancels at the last minute. He's always too busy. Wait, can I ask you a question? Channing Tatum, that's the guy from uh, the movie Step with, Up. It's from Step with Up. Jonah, with uh, Jonah Hill. <laughs> 21 Jump 21 Street? Jump Street. Yeah. Yes. Um, is he, he's famous from Step Up. I just that's wanted... That's what he started I knew out when in. I saw that. I went, to see tw- I went to see 21 Jump Street, mm-hmm. and I knew this must be a famous person because they're treating him like a famous person. Right. But I genuinely, my wife asked me, who is this guy? And usually I can answer that question. Is he a guy from Step Up? Yeah, I think I think the deal with, and he's also in Magic Mike, and I hear he's very, okay. he's very good yeah. in it. Uh, so yeah, I think the thing with Tatum is that he got started in the Step Up movies because yeah. he's a classically he's trained like a dancer, dancer gotcha. former male stripper. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, yeah, the 21 Jump Street, that was him trying to break out from, you know, tween Dance Tiger Beat fandom into... Legitimate. He was, perfect. uh, he was perfectly good in that movie. Yeah. Although yeah. A, a lot of people will tell you that that's a good movie. It's not a good movie. Oh, <laughs> well, Rod Swanson's in it. It's yeah. It's, it's not a bad movie, really. Hmm. I don't think you shouldn't watch it. Yeah. You'll enjoy some of the good jokes in it. I'm going with Jordan in this uncategorizable because it has Nick Offerman in it, and as a result, it, it exists it's automatically. Outside, better automatically than... just goes into a, a sort of a splendid yeah. box. Sure. Gotcha. Along with the life of Megan Mullally. Yes, yeah, yeah. And that one episode of The West Wing where he comes to try and save wolves. Was it? <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Was, was it on your episode of International Waters, Humphrey, that Sarah Thyer told that story about Megan Mullally's birthday party that 
Um, or no, Nick Offerman's birthday party that Megan Mullally put together. I listened to that episode. That wasn't on my episode. Oh, it was amazing. Sounds incredible. You got to listen to International Waters if you want to hear that story. But it involves uh, Sarah Thyer and Andy Richter participating in a simulated sex scene uh, for the entertainment of uh, either Nick Offerman or Megan Mullally. I can't remember which Me- one. Yeah, it was Nick organized the party for Megan. Okay, uh, for the benefit of incredible. Megan Mullally. And anyway, we'll be back in just a second mm. on Jordan Jesse Cup. Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Humphrey Carr, the voice of the radio. <laughs> uh, hey, let's do some advertisements, shall yeah, we? Number I would one, love to. Uh, shout out to Squarespace, where you can create your own blog or website in minutes. They have templates. They have uh, 24-7 support. They have online workshops. It makes it very easy for you to make a website for yourself or for your business. Um, and they also give you a free domain uh, if you sign up for a year. So go to squarespace.com. You get 10% off if you use our coupon, which is JJGo7. JJGo7 at squarespace.com. And also, maybe you would like to watch Comedy Bang Bang every Friday night at 10, 9 central on IFC. It's an absurd half-hour comedy show that only looks like a talk show. Scott Offer- Scott Ackerman, a former guest on this show, is the host. Reggie Watts is the one-man band. And they have awesome guests, Amy Poehler, Zach Galifianakis, Seth Rogen. And this Friday, the guest will be Ed Helms, who will show off his banjo and animal noise-making skills. Hey, and guess what's up on the Jumbotron? Uh, We have specifics on the birth of Guy and Mary Beth's child, William James Welch. Eight pounds, five ounces, born on Monday, July 2nd. Happy birthday, young man. Welcome to the world. Enjoy humanity. Mm-hmm. It, it, gets... it, it can be pretty horrible. <laughs> but it has its, no, mo- has its moments. No, that's yeah. why they have the expression, oh, the humanity. <laughs> right. Because yes. it's so great. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, very, very excited for uh, Guy and Mary Beth. Um, happy bouncing baby boy. Uh, home with them uh, after a couple days. So uh, great news. Very happy. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations, William. One one day in the future, you'll listen to this on a hologram and uh, be delighted. And then be disappointed into it and want to spend the rest of the day in your sex chamber. <laughs> yeah. Downloading coffee. You'll hear, you'll hear our description of Comic-Con and uh, be saddened because in your beautiful future, Comic-Con is just a fuck fest. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fucking. They it's, cut out all of the other bullshit and go straight to the nerds fucking each yeah. other. Yeah. It's it's just like a giant fuckatorium surrounded by robots that kill anyone who leaves without banging. <laughs> it's, it's, it seems weird that anyone would think that our show was inappropriate for general audiences. I don't see it. Anyway, I don't see it. maximumfun.org slash jumbotron if you want to get up on the jumbotron cheap and easy um, if you want to have a sustained effort, uh, like our friends at IFC and Squarespace, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll work it out for you. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. 
It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Humphrey Khan, the voice of radio. Uh, hey, let's go to momentous occasions, shall we? I think that's a good idea. When something momentous happens in our guests' lives, we ask that they give us a call at 206-984-4FUN and share that momentousness with us. Brian Fernandez on the boards. Let's go to the phones. Jordan, Jesse, this is Cynthia from Boston with a momentous occasion. I just woke up about 20 minutes ago from brain surgery. My brain was too big for my head, but now it has some more space. More powerful than ever. Yay! I want everyone to call in drugged up after surgery. Yeah. This is the best. That is good. That's brilliant. Decreased brain size. Wasn't Sue, Stop Podcasting Yourself was doing a thing for a while where people had to call in in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. They had to set their alarms to wake themselves up at a weird time <laughs> and then call in, to, call in to stop podcasting yourself right away. Well, I think we've got them beat with this new post-surgery yeah. segment. Yeah. yeah. Come on, guys. Get, mm-hmm. get yourselves in accidents. Yeah. Get yourself surgery. Or ladies, call us out. After you got some bigger jugs. All right. Oh, 591 Rock, 591 Roll. Is <laughs> Traffic on the Jimmy five. <laughs> um, man, congratulations on the headspace. I can only presume that the surgery she had is called a trepanation. Mm. That's where they cut a plug of your skull out so evil spirits can escape. Oh, sure. uh, yeah. yeah. Standard yeah. procedure. You still got that on the NHS in the UK. <laughs> oh, yeah, really? Yeah, don't need your Obamacare for that. <laughs> Just get it for free. <laughs> Let's hear another call. Jordan. Jesse, um, I had a momentous occasion. Uh, so I've been seeing this girl for a while, and we just said I love you. And that's the first time I've ever done that. I am 27 years old. I have never said I love you to somebody and had to say I love you too. And she did. And we are in love. And it's kind of insane. And I rolled over by the whole thing. Thanks. See, you think, just when you think that Momentous Occasions has become a segment called Surprising New Perversities. <laughs> we first Call in after sex act. First, Donna calls in to tell us she's headed to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And now we have... A, a brain surgery and a first I love you in his life. Guys. Oh, that is lovely. I'm crying right here. It's as though I just watched The Notebook in 25 seconds. <laughs> the other great thing about it is, uh, to start off with, it really sounded from the tone of his voice like it was he just killed somebody. Yeah. And so sure, I, I have all a momentous occasion. Uh, something momentous has just happened. <laughs> Go on. I've taken a life. Yeah. And I hunger for more. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, yeah, no, no Queen Elizabeth. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Quick, get the stun gun. <laughs> just shot her back into the top no, tower. No, nothing. Uh, Wrong gun. This makes her more powerful. (laughs) Tripled her size (laughs) and her constitutional powers. She's now nearly 12 feet tall. (laughs) Quick, call Robo Pippa. Yeah. It's our only hope. Mecca Pippa. Yeah. Does she throw hats? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. To be be perfectly honest, I don't even really know who Pippa is. Her her superhero is called the Fascinator. Sure. Good, great top hat joke. Thank uh, you, there, thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, yeah, uh, Pippa. Pippa is, uh, I suppose, constitutionally speaking, Pippa is the. She's sort of like the Speaker of the House. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. She has the power to veto bills passing through Parliament <laughs> right. uh, if they do not please her posterior. 
Yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and she has to uh, ask her ass before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a, she rubs her bum and a genie, Wait, a genie are, comes out. Are all of your <laughs> laws related to ass play? Uh, every single one. Gotcha. That's, I, I believe that's what the founding fathers did not care for. That's mm. called. <laughs> they, yeah. That's called the Thatcher Revolution. Right? Yes, exactly. Prior to that, prior to that, it was all. It was. It was. It was. It was like a DP thing. Right. Uh, you put. <laughs> sure, you put sure. a bill in someone's mouth, and it came out the bottom. Right. Uh, but now, uh, now it's it's solely ass. Right. Post, gotcha. In the post Thatcher. Gotcha. The mouth is not involved. See, no, sir. it's funny because it's funny how we could be separated by a common system of government. You know, yeah. we're both democratic nations. Mm-hmm. We are. Um, a lot of our laws have to do with things like aqueducts and highways, um, of course, the defense of the nation. Sure. And you guys are really focused right in on ass play. Ass play bonus. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that, that kind of stuff. Bonus. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, we're, uh, yeah, we're all over that. Well, of course, now Europe's got involved. Now we're in the right. European yeah, Union. Yeah, right, and you don't want to know what the Italian oh, parliament Tell me about to. it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. People from Brussels, they're all like, listen, yeah. your bonus are not the same standardized size as Italian bonus. Yeah, yeah. yeah lay down to, and be peed on. Yeah, you need to, yeah, yeah, you need to go to a club in Dusseldorf. <laughs> talk. Come out a changed man. Never able to look at, uh, look at yourself in the mirror again. Talk to uh, an octopus you? named Dieter. Yes, yeah, yeah. He will he will uh, predict the outcome of a sporting event. <laughs> Did you guys hear about this? We had yeah. loads yeah, yeah, of this. Sure. This is the new thing. In oh, Europe. we We're loved obsessed. that octopus. Right, over yeah, here. yeah. Wait, yeah. you have other animals yes, that predict sporting there was, events? Paul, now? There was Paul the octopus. So right. he was a big deal. And then the recent in the Euros, Paul died. Unfortunately, basically, Paul, Paul. This is uh, not doing nothing for their international reputation. The Germans murdered Paul after he predicted them to win the World Cup, and <laughs> oh, they failed no. to. Uh, well, he died yeah, two days later. Yeah, yeah, with a whiff of Zyklon B in his tank. Oh, um, too much. Or not enough. No, no, perfect. Um, uh, At least you got the name of the chemical right. Yes, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very big on my chemicals. Uh, but then, then yeah, we had in the Euros recently, Greece had a sort of, you know, like a goat that would <laughs> chew up a shirt oh, Greece of one had a team. Goat. That's the best um, they could come up with. That was, They're yeah. in economic distress. They borrowed it from Germany. <laughs> think, no. they, they have to give five goats back. The afterwards. president of Greece was like, bring me a mighty white stallion. <laughs> and then this goat walks in so chewing a tin can. Got this. <laughs> yeah, there were loads of we uh, back home during that we, we had the big Europe, European football championships. The basically everyone went crackers because the joy of it was that Germany played Greece in the football. <laughs> and we were all like, oh my god, it's too hilarious! I can't deal with all the jokes. <laughs> oh. So many things about borrowing goals. And, yes, Germany will lend Greece three goals in the first half, but they have to get. 10 back in the second. Uh, so we were very pleased by it. We had a good time. fun. It was a hoot. Mm. A if hoot you, was had. If something momentous happens to you, like your octopus dies. Oh, yeah. Or is murdered. Murdered. 206-984-4FUN, the number to call. JJGO at MaximumFun.org. And, hey, I want to mention something. Mm. Um, we have not yet We have not yet confirmed our venue for our London shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do not want to say that we have a confirmed venue because the truth is that we don't. However, I can say that our shows will be on – our. we're currently planning for our shows to be on Saturday night, mm-hmm. August 11th. Saturday, August 11th, and we are going to do – Two shows, mm-hmm. if all goes according to Hoyle, an expression that all the English people have never heard in their lives, and so uh, they're completely they're confused as to what's happening now. now. Um, I don't care for the show. Uh, if everything, if everything goes as planned, 
Um, we will have two shows, a Jordan Jesse Go show and an International Waters show. Uh, I think you should come to both. Mm-hmm. That's just me, but I think you should come to both. Um, yeah, if fucking fish fans can sit through a six-hour concert, you guys can sit through two shows. With God a break in between. I'm tired of fish being better than us. Yeah. <laughs> or people thinking that they are, because they're not. Because they're not. Yeah. In related news, if fish can play the Meadowlands in New Jersey with 55,000 screaming fans, why can't we play the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo <laughs> with 80,000 fans? Sure. Jordan Jesse Go live at Budokan. Why has that not happened? I was just about cheap to trick say that. did it. We're basically the cheap trick of podcasting. We can't even do Red Rocks. <laughs> Why aren't we at Red Rocks? You need to find a new live manager because they they can make all of this happen. Yeah, jeez Louise. You know what the problem is? Red Rocks has a very strict content policy. Mm, is your yeah. unnamed off venues in London Wembley Stadium? Shh. Keep it on the DL, everybody. It's, but it's Madison Square Gardens. <laughs> so you're. If, I don't know if you have any tips for us when we're playing out there, but it sounds oh, yeah. like people go nuts for Germany v Greece humor. Uh, yeah, or well, jokes that's about how old. much that's money <laughs> Greece owes Germany. <laughs> that, we've got a we've got a pretty solid Angela Merkel chunk. That we oh, can bring well, yeah, we'll eat that up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything disparaging about? We've got uh, a lot of jokes built around people whose names have a hard G in them. <laughs> That's very good. We love that. A surprising yeah, yeah. hard G. Gary Gygax. <laughs> uh, we eat that up. Anything to do with that? Wow! Mm. Yum, yum, yum. He was ready to go. A delicious. There's two in that. Uh, yeah. Gygax. Well, three, yeah. Really? Yeah. three. Three. Gary, Gary, Gary. Gygax. Yeah. Let's call it yeah, spade yeah. a spade. Yeah. Why not? Um, uh, the creator of Dungeons and That is a racist term in London, just yeah. so you know. It's called um, a spade. And spade. Here. Yeah. What does it mean? Spade. A spade is like an old, horrible uh, word for uh, people that are not... A- African-American. Oh, it's a, no. It's I had no idea. Mm. But calling a spade a spade... No, is a separate is, thing. ...is a separate thing from oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think you can still I say, say that calling a, a spade a spade. Okay. You shouldn't say... You shouldn't Look say at those that about spades. a black guy. Look at all those fucking spades. Right. Uh, yeah. For example, that yeah. would not go down well. Unless you were looking at a large collection of spades at that moment <laughs> in time. Yeah. And you felt strongly about that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, top tips. God, what's, uh, what, um, have, you, have you guys been to London before? I've been I've been to London. You've been to London before. As I well, a few times, but yeah, for yes, I have been a few, but only for a few days at a time. One thing I'll say is, yes. as the plane flies into London, you will not hear the song "London Calling" in spite mm. of what all movies ever have told you. Is that? <laughs> I'm really sorry. Yeah, yeah. Seems you, weird that they you, are the speakers broken. No, yeah. At the moment, they're they're rushing a thing through the Parliament's bum. You hear? <laughs> you hear? Uh, Ivan meets GI Joe. Yes. Yeah, the planes yeah, now yeah. play stuff from Sandinistas. Yes. Yeah. Now, because everybody likes London calling. Yeah. But. I recently learned that you can no longer fly to London on the Concorde. No. Are you using those as buses now? We uh, we've currently deployed them to Afghanistan <laughs> right. to supplement our lack of a military right. <laughs> by just flying around making whooshy noises to, <laughs> to scare the Taliban. Sure. Is that being headed up by Richard Branson? Yes, yeah, like he heads up fucking everything in our country now. Uh, he gets I everywhere. thought it was pretty funny that in England when I was when I was in London last year, I just noticed that it doesn't matter what type of business it is. There will be a billboard for it that has the face of Richard Branson yeah. on it. Mm, he's all over everything. He just, you know how like, uh, you know how like, uh, you know, Colonel Sanders represents fried chicken, right? Uh, in England, 
Richard Branson represents things. Yeah, <laughs> commerce. Things and activities. Yeah, any and all commercial activity. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's, he started out as, I think, I think it started out as a record company. And yeah. then he got like an airline, and now it's mobile, for, or cell phones, and, and internet, and, and like now like bathroom washers, you know, yeah. you name it. It's got a picture of his face on it. Yeah, so we should put a picture of his face on our show flyer. Just to stop people being confused by what right. is this object that doesn't have, <laughs> right. have gotcha. the face of Richard yeah. Branson on it. And anyway, again, as you know, here's the deal. If you live within – I just talked to somebody who's flying in from Dublin. Wow. That's pretty good. If you live anywhere in the, in the United Kingdom – or Europe. anywhere that has been threatened with invasion by the United Kingdom <laughs> at any point. Um, anywhere, basically, any. I'm going to put a. Say anywhere in the British Empire. Yeah, so anywhere in the, in the Empire. British Empire. If you're Canada, Australia, New Zealand, <laughs> yeah. large parts of Africa, <laughs> sure. Iraq. Yeah, and when you say the France. British Empire, you mean the classic. British Empire. You're oh, talking yeah, about when the it was peak. At its height. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Bring some blood diamonds with you. Yeah, 1890s. We're just just starting to invent concentration camps. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you, if if we do our show in the desert, I want to see you dyeing your white trousers with tea and inventing khakis. <laughs> oh yeah, you bet we will. We'll wear white helmets, red jackets, mm-hmm. uh, in in the Zulu style. Yeah, Michael Caine. Yeah, and <laughs> please no Zulus. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it turns out it sounds like Jordan doesn't like them. <laughs> I'm just saying, call us Zulu. 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 Yeah. All I'm Not saying, cool. uh, all cool. I'm saying Matt. is this: Look, we're coming all the way to London, England. I honestly don't think we'll ever be able to do this again. <laughs> so if you don't come to our show, fuck you. Yeah, that's it. Fuck the you. end. And also, a quick message to anyone in England: I'm in Los Angeles. It's lovely here. <laughs> Bad luck, you dicks. <laughs> this isn't over a link up. I'm here. It's really sunny. Enjoy your nine years of rain we've been having. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Humphrey Carr, the voice of the radio. Hey, listen. Remember the takeaway, the take home from this program. Mm-hmm. If you're in Europe, you come see our show. If you're in the United States, you go see Step Up Revolution. Yeah. Both both help us. Buy your tickets now. Mm-hmm. When does this show both. come out? This show will come out on Monday. Oh, then you know, obviously Wednesday night you come see my show at the UCB in uh, LA. Absolutely. If, you in your, if you're in Los Angeles and, you, and you're a right-away listener, that and means you, you Lindsay and David. Hmm. Um, probably only Lindsay and David. <laughs> um, then Humphrey has a show Wednesday night at 645 at the UCB Los Angeles. I believe I will be attending, uh, barring disaster. I will, sure. I will be there. And um, – I'm really excited to see it because I had to miss it for a really fun trip I took to San Diego for Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that went great. Yeah, it was just so, couldn't have been better. It was worth it. Basically, if you don't come to my show, you'll get told off by a lady from the WB. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean from Ornerway or Brothers Bay. Bay. Oh, yes. guys, um, we said it like 40 times earlier. Oh, sorry. Did we? Oh, I probably did, yeah. Yeah. If you've That's got a phone call for us, 206-984-4FUN is the number to call. JJGO at MaximumFun.org is our email address. Mm-hmm. Hey, I want to mention one other thing. Yes. We have a new podcast in the Maximum Fun family. Say what? It, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that appropriate, is that seems, appropriate time to break out of say what? Seems great. Very, no, very, very appropriate. Very appropriate. Completely appropriate. Nailed it. 
It's called the Memory say, it's Palace. Say what karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> We're bringing it back. Dave Holmes is hosting. <laughs> the, there is a new show in the Maximum Fun family called The Memory Palace. It's produced by this brilliant, brilliant public radio producer called Nate DeMeo, who, when he's not producing public radio, actually wrote the book that appeared on the last season of um, Parks and Recreation. <laughs> a book about Pawnee. That's so funny. Um, oh, yeah, it's great. But anyway, mo- his real job is as a public radio producer for the most part. And um, it is a show about history um, in five to ten minute chunks of um, sort of narrative that is so beautiful, so moving, so funny. I mean, I'm not a history guy. And the first time I, I asked some people – what podcast should I listen to that's sort of informative and fascinating? And like five different Max Funsters suggested The Memory Palace to me on Twitter. So I listened to the first one and my jaw just hit the floor at how amazing it was. And then I ended up listening to, you know, 35 more um, in the next week. Um, they're beautiful. They're amazing. They're fascinating. They're like – they're things that you will want to tell someone about as soon as you hear them every single time. Um, and we're so excited. Basically, Nate had given up on the show. Um, he couldn't afford to keep doing it for free essentially. And so I fronted him enough money for us to – for him to keep doing this show that he loves so much once a month out of MaximumFun.org's coffers. And so listen to it. Support MaximumFun.org so that I'm not, uh, you know, so that I'm not uh, taking a bath. Taking a bath. Um, but it's just a brilliant, amazing show. The Memory Palace. Find it on MaximumFun.org and in iTunes. Um, you won't be sorry. And it's super short and monthly. So it'll just be like a beautiful little gift that you receive. And uh, the most recent episode, there will be a new episode this week as the show goes up, but the most recent episode was episode zero that featured three of the all-time favorites, one of which was chosen by me. It's the story of some Nazis who build a volleyball court. (laughs) And it only gets better from there. Um, Some Nazi POWs who build a volleyball court for nefarious reasons. And they use a a, um – a uh, predicting octopus as the ball yeah, sure. to murder him. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like the movie Escape to Victory. So <laughs> give, give that show give that show a listen. And of course you can find Humphrey Carr on our uh, on our the next to most recent uh, episode of International Waters. Yeah. So you should do that. But this Memory Palace, it's new, it's short, it's incredibly sweet. I don't care if you think of, if you ever think twice about history, I think you'll think this is an amazing thing. Um, so give it a listen. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Thank you. Um, We'll talk to you next time on Jordan, Jesse, Go.